In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that in your heart, God knows all that you long for? Do you know that He has a plan for your life? Do you know that that plan is good? I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope. Oh, yes, God has a plan for our lives, but we need to be in Christ. We need to surrender to Jesus. I surrender to you, Jesus. Take care of everything. I surrender to you, Jesus. Take care of everything. I surrender to you, Jesus. Take care of everything. You know, when we surrender, we just let the Lord do what he needs to do. And we need to cooperate with that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you have trouble with pornography, you've got to get on your computer something that will stop it. That will stop it. That will destroy you. People don't realize that will destroy them. I always say, if you want to look at pornography, think of one of the people as your sister and you'll soon stop looking at it. Anyway, we're looking at Psalm, or not Psalm, Isaiah 61. The scripture says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who's it talking about? About the Messiah. But it's also talking about those that are in the Messiah, those that are in Jesus, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Because the Lord has anointed me. He has anointed us in Christ. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed. He has sent us to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted. That is the vocation of the Christian, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners. That's our job in the Messiah, in Christ, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's the Jubilee year. You know what Jubilee year meant? All your debts were canceled. All your debts were canceled during the Jubilee year. That's something. People are carrying MasterCard's paying 22%. That's evil. That's stealing. Fix your money. Don't give them 22%. Fix your money. Fix your money. Let them know that you're not going to deal with their lies anymore to proclaim the year of favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. The Messiah came to comfort those who mourn, and we are sent to do the same thing, to comfort those who mourn. 
to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes. How many have ashes on your head today? The Lord wants to take away the ash, and he wants to put a garland of joy on you, on me, on us. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. How we need the oil of gladness. How we need that oil that makes us glad. Jesus was filled with that oil. On the night before he died, he said, My joy I give you. My joy I hand on to you. That's on the night before he died. The oil of gladness. Instead of mourning, the mantle of praise. Instead of a faint spirit, are you praising God today? Praise you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. We adore you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Then they will be called oaks of righteousness. You will be called an oak of righteousness. What makes us right? The blood of Jesus, the precious blood of the Lamb, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. That's why we live, to display the glory of God. They shall bind up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities. That's what God calls us to do. You and I, you say, but I'm just a small person. I'm telling you that's a call to God's people to heal the brokenhearted, to make present the oil of gladness. I remember being with a woman once, and she was suicidal. Very interesting. She was afraid of everything. So I started deliverance prayer, and she started to spit up all these things. I said, well, she said, what's happening? I said, the Lord is sweeping your house clean. I wasn't going to tell her, these are demons. I, should, I didn't need to tell her that. But I was taking authority over suicide, taking authority over fear, taking authority over disgust. And the Lord was active in this woman's life. I hear that she goes and joins a church right after that. My Lord, that's what God calls us to do, you and I. We are called to help the brokenhearted. How many people's hearts are broken? So many hearts are broken. We saw that in Texas, the teacher died and the husband died the next day of a broken heart. I tell you, we are called to heal the brokenhearted. Luke 4, verse 14. Then Jesus, filled with power, the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and the report about him spread to all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. This is in his hometown. This is in Nazareth. 
this happened in Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I tell you, the best came out of Nazareth, the Lord Jesus Christ, not the good, but the best. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom. Why not the temple? Because the temple was far away. The worship service of the temple was the central worship of the Jewish people. But because people couldn't get to the temple, they have the synagogue in their town, in their city, to hear the word of God. Oh yes, it's like us. We do not celebrate Mass without hearing the word of God. The word of God, which is like a two-edged sword, which cuts and heals how we need the Word of God. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, Isaiah 61. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year of jubilee. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Now where did he sit? Some people said he sat in the seat of the Messiah, which was an empty seat. I don't know if that's true. But he sat down, and he's going to say some words. Let's hear the words he's going to say. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on Jesus. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year of jubilee. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote me the proverb, Physician, heal yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we heard you did at Capernaum. What did he do at Capernaum? He healed the sick. He cast out demons. And he also cursed Capernaum. Why? because she never repented. She just wanted to be in the balloon stage of Jesus. She didn't repent. So Jesus curses Capernaum. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you will say, to hear also in your hometown the things that we heard you did in Capernaum. And he said, truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's 
hometown. I can verify that. I've lived it. I've lived it. They would come from all around and not from across the street. They would come from Gloucester. They would come from places that are out of, out of state. They would come from Rhode Island. They would come from Arizona. But they didn't come from across the street. They would say, Oh, that's Father Tom. He's crazy. I hope to know that I'm crazy about Jesus. That's who I'm crazy about. Truly, I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel. Listen to this. This is very interesting. Many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up from rain for three and a half years, there was a severe famine over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath, someone not a Jew. Someone was a Gentile. He didn't come to the Jew, came to the Gentile. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian, another Gentile. He's saying that if people don't believe in me, even if they're Jewish, they're going to be lost. That Elisha went to Naaman, who had leprosy, who was a Gentile. They get very angry. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. Why? Because he left out the Jews. He left out the Jews. They got up and drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went on his way. I'm telling you, there are many that will be saved that are not Christians today. And the Lord wants to speak to us who are Christians. We need to repent of our sins. We need to surrender our lives to Jesus. We need to allow him to do everything for us. And we need to cooperate with that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We go to Luke 4.38. Uh, let's do Luke 4.31. And he went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. He had authority. He spoke with authority. Would that our preachers would speak with authority rather than just, well, you know, it's just another word that you're going to hear. You've heard it before. 
you'll hear, speak with authority that God has these things for us, that God has these things for us who believe. They were astounded at his teaching because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus does not accept PR from demons. He accepts PR from his people, from the people that have surrendered and the people that love him, not demons. But Jesus rebuked the demon, saying, Be silent, shut up, and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before them, he came out of him without having done harm to him. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And report about him began to reach every place in the region. Oh, yes, Dr. Jesus is around. The exorcist is around. He knows how to do these things. People will start to come to him. Touch me, Jesus, and I'll be healed. Verse 38, chapter 4 of Luke. After leaving the synagogue, he entered Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. They had no drugs during those days, no antibiotics. And they asked him about her. Then he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her immediately, and immediately she got up and began to serve them. That's amazing. When people got a fever, that was their death watch in the time of Jesus. They were going to die. There was no one to cure them. Jesus spoke, be healed, and the mother-in-law was healed. And what did she do? She got up to serve them. When the Lord does something good for us, we have to get up and serve people. That's why we were born, to love Jesus, to love the Father, to be in the power of the Spirit, and to serve people. I got a call today from a friend, and the friend has something wrong with her puppy. And the puppy is the great friend of her son, her son who has been hurt by other people. And she asked me if I would pray over the dog. Of course. She said, you sound hoarse. I said, well, I'm doing the best I can. Bring the dog on Wednesday. As the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various kinds of diseases brought them to Jesus. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. I remember being in Arizona. We said on a Sunday morning that there was going to be a healing service in the evening, I tell you, 
all the Spanish people came, not one gringo. And you know, every Spanish person was healed that day that we prayed for. That doesn't often happen. But I saw it through the power of the resurrection, through the power of the cross. They were healed. Demons also came out of many of them shouting, You are the Son of God, but he rebuked them. It would not allow them to speak because they knew who he was, that he was the Messiah. We should have the knowledge of the demons professing the faith of Christ, but he doesn't accept PR from demons. He accepts PR from his people. At daybreak he departed and went to a deserted place. Why did he go to a deserted place? What was he going to do in a deserted place? He wouldn't find people there. He went to pray and be with the Father. And the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they wanted to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to other cities also. For this I was sent, for this purpose. So he continued proclaiming the message in the synagogues of Judea. I'm going to tell you, he's not going to be welcomed in the synagogues. When he says that Elijah and Elisha were sent to Gentiles, and he healed Gentiles, not the Jews. We're looking at the fifth chapter, my favorite chapter of Luke. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, that's the Sea of Galilee, same lake, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. They were pressing in on him to hear the word of God spoken with authority. He saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little a little way from the shore so that he wouldn't be crushed and that he could preach to the multitudes. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night long, but have caught nothing. It sounds to me like much of the church. We've worked all hard, and we've not caught much. But at your word, I'll do what you said, even though I know we caught nothing. And I know, Peter's thinking, we're going to catch nothing now. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, 
he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He realized that he was thinking, This guy's out of his mind. We're not going to catch anything. But they catch so many fish that Peter starts getting at the feet of Jesus. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And also were amazed John, James, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And when they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. Do you know? He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to give us the gift of authority, to speak the word of God with authority. He wants to bring healing to people in their hearts, in their minds, in their bodies. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to do the same things that he did in Capernaum, that he did in Galilee, that he did in Jerusalem. Regina Chaley, Laetare, Alleluia. Quiaquem Meroisti Portare, Alleluia. Resurrexit sit condixit, Alleluia. Ora pro nobis adeum, Alleluia. I tell you, we need to know that he spoke the word that in his life that he would raise, be raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Christ has died for you, and he's been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.